Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody? February 14th edition of the Fightful MMA podcast. Yes, it is Valentine's Day, and things are about to get real disturbing. It all started with a morning text to my guest for the show, Elias Theodoro, and uh, yeah, it, it got ugly immediately. Elias, how are you, sir? Uh, almost as good as you look, sir. My Valentine. I saw this coming from a while. Um, I honestly thought, Elias, that you were going to be in Halifax, uh, but I'm, I'm t- trying to do the math in my head. The event's actually on Sunday. It's not on Saturday. So if it was a Saturday show, would you have been in Halifax exactly. right now? Exactly. Tuesday, yeah. I would have normally been there. Okay. So you're in Montreal right now because I do, I do recall the background uh, when you first told us that this is your one of your places out in Montreal. Yes. Uh, not your right. Toronto home, not your Vancouver home, not your LA home, not your New York home, not your Monte Carlo home. This is the Montreal uh, crib. Um, when do you leave for Halifax? Uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. You packed up, ready to go? No. I'll, I'll start that midnight tonight. Now, that's what I usually say when, when I go on the road, but I'm, when I'm coming home, people are like, don't you have to pack? Don't you have to pack? I'm like, I'm going home. I open the suitcase, yeah. close the Stop suitcase. It. But when you go, I'm kind of more neat and clean, but that's what irons are for in the room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What goes in your suitcase uh, for fight week? Well, uh, basically, I'm, I got a suit. I have um, a couple of changes of uh, training clothes, uh, a couple gloves, hand wraps, I'm uh, keeping it simple. I have uh, Lachlan, uh, one of my coaches who's helping me with my nutrition. I'm bringing uh, one of my sponsors, uh, Fuel Foods, and basically removing the carbohydrates completely. Still eating. Uh, after this, I'm going to be eating steak. I'm going to be eating healthy fats. Uh, and I'm, again, in high spirits and ready to kick ass. 
training camp in general? And I know we've seen you every single week and you've been traveling, you've been doing this, you've been doing that. Uh, but how would you um, rate this training camp in comparison to the rest? Yeah, no, I'd honestly say this is the best training camp since the Ultimate Fighter in the sense that I'm high spirit. Uh, I know exactly what I want. Um, and I'm really excited. Uh, all the outside stuff has pretty much set me up where I want mentally and physically. Uh, my body's 100% going into this. And I'm going to leave everything in the cage. And I think I have a great opponent, um, both in regards to a skill level. He's obviously a tactician in regards to he hits hard. Um, he's an ace on the ground. But I think he's very chinny. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, go for the finish against my fifth southpaw in the UFC. It's nothing I haven't dealt with before. I think he's in many ways a mixture of two opponents that I've had: Sheldon, who I who I took on in the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, you know, a fast paced uh, jitsu uh, looking for a finish, uh, guillotine chokes kind of thing. And then Roger Navarez, uh, another southpaw, long tall, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Very rudimentary in regards to his strikes. He, everything's going to come from his left, whether it's his um, left power shot into a double or a kick. Um, obviously, he still uses his right hand, but uh, I think there's a lot of ways that I'm going to nullify him and then uh, become a pressure monster and just go for the win. In terms of Lachlan, in terms of Faraz, in terms of, of, of Crew Ash and stuff like that, who watches video on your behalf or do you join them or do they say, look, here's what we see, here's what we think we need to work on and do you go back and say, nah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that or do you give 100% trust to them? A little bit of column A, column B. At the end of the day, it's still me in the cage. Um, I'm the one that's going to do the punching, the kicking, the wrestling, uh, the counter-wrestling, the counter-punching, the counter, all that. So um, obviously when you have someone like Faraz who's been there at the highest levels. When you have someone like Lachlan, who has been there since the beginning, someone who crew I've had since um, the Ultimate Fighter days, and uh, and Chad Pearson, who will be in my uh, corner, um, uh, basically who's been there since, I want to say now, two years now as well. Uh, we all are on the same wavelength. Uh, wavelength rather. Um, both or all of the coaches came in uh, a couple times during camp, and – we had a communication. We talked. And I think in many ways as a fighter who's going for my, what, 15th professional fight with a couple in the house and a couple in between, I know the fighter I am. I listen to my generals, and at the end of the day, it's me in the cage, and I know what I'm doing. This isn't my first rodeo. Um, this is my fifth, like I said, this is my fifth southpaw in the UFC. Um, obviously, every test, as it cliche as it sounds, is my toughest test. And... Um, I think Caesar is my toughest test in the sense that he's riding on a three-fight win streak. He's starting to get confidence, you know, um, away from the rocky start that he had in regards to the UFC entering after his ultimate fighter win, three and three. Um, and But with that said, I still think he's very chinny. I think even in those three fights that he's won, I think that he got rocked uh, uh, multiple times in some of the cases. But... He fought tomato cans on the ground, pure kickboxers, uh, people that accepted his will. I don't think I will fold under that way, and I, I refuse to lose. I refuse to give up, and that's the difference between me and the three people that he's currently beaten. So let's walk through fight week itself. Let's walk through tomorrow you land uh, in the city of where you're going to be competing in, which would be the Wednesday. Uh, we're obviously getting closer to, you know, you, you have autographs to sign. Walk us through what fight week basically means to you on a day-to-day -day level uh, and where your stress level is 
as you get closer and closer to weigh-ins and closer and closer to fight time? Uh, plain and simple, I'm all smiles. This is going to be the easiest cut that I've ever had. Again, because of things like Fuel Foods, which is a, a meal delivery system, it takes the thinking out of it. I have my coaches who, who tell me the game plan, and I uh, you know, add my Spartan spice to it. Um, I think in many ways, I enjoy it. I love being a professional fighter. I love being in the UFC. So many people uh, strive to be where I am and would kill to be where I am. Um, I don't lose sight of that. And especially when I work so hard at this one path, at this one opponent, at this one moment, I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I don't mind going to the third round. Obviously, I want to finish, and that's what I'm going to go for in regards to this fight. And I see an opportunity. I see the, um, you know, the ability to honestly pull the trigger on Caesar. Uh, I think um, coming off of my last fight, I obviously learned one of the big things I took away. Again, um, I'll be the first to kind of criticize myself in some ways. And the idea that I was too focused on not making the same mistakes I did with uh, Santos. Um, you know, I wasn't trying to hold on to certain uh, wrestling, uh, you know, attacks longer than I should have. And that, again, when I was so worried about defense, I wasn't able to go offense. And I think uh, in many ways, but with that being said, I still outstruck him 250 to what, 40? He threw like two punches in the first round. Um, again, uh, anyone that criticizes me because of that, uh, one, has never stepped in a cage for the most part, I would imagine. And two, uh, doesn't understand that it's chestnut checkers. And three, uh it takes two to dance and I am a phenomenal dancer, but Sam Alvey did not show up. I, I could not dip him if he did not want to dance. So um, again, with that being said, I'm back on a win streak and I'm looking forward to the next 12 win streak. Like I did. Um, and let's add the ultimate fighter in there as well. Uh, 14 and 0. Um, so I, I'm really excited to pull the trigger. I think again, uh, uh, Caesar is a tough guy, uh, someone that's been in there on, uh, against tough competition, great people, but in many ways, he was stopped. He's been stopped four times. Um, and yeah, like I said, whether it's even in the fights that he's won in the last three, he still got rocked, and I think in many ways, his opponents gave him the win. Which day is the worst day for you during fight week in terms of your own personal, your, your headspace, mind games start coming in there where you have to tell yourself, it's not that bad, just relax, just focus on something else? Um, actually, I never have that moment, to, to be completely honest. Um, in many ways, I, I, the last time I've had that moment was a score fighting series fight against Sam, Simon Marcus, Simon, Simon Marini, um, where, again, I was in the... Um, I was in, in, in the uh, change room. Uh, there, I think I was the fifth or sixth fight that night, or maybe further on. I can't remember where I was. Let's say I was the, the fifth fight, and this, the, the second fight's going on. That means, well, there's only two more after this. Well, if you look at it at the possibility of 15 minutes, and as long as there's no finishes, that means I'm this. I kind of had this, like, you know, swirling moment where I was all terrified and, you know, overwhelmed with the, mo- the, the, the moment. Then I also looked at the same clock I was looking at, and it was like, well, in an hour, it's all going to be over, whether I win or lose. And I guess if you fast track to my Santos fight, where I did lose, um, again, I survived to tell another day. I, I, 
I picked myself up, and if anything, it put me in a very much in a very actually in a much better situation. If we're gonna if we're going to fast track a year from now, in the sense that I previous to that, I think I I in some ways I slacked in regards to you know I'm building the brand that is myself with regards to Twitter and and other things. You know, the best hair in MMA, but I don't think I was actually focused on uh, you know. That, that financial aspect and what the game plan was. And after, when you lose a fight, unfortunately in my sport, uh, you get half your paycheck. So when you get half a paycheck, if you feel it. So right when then, then there, um, I was very lucky to have, um, again, my girlfriend who was staying there and I seen me the whole, the whole night, uh, you know, how miserable I was in Vegas, where previous to that, every single time in Vegas, a very good time. Um, so again, I, I, I had, which would be an acceptable thing, uh, my night to be, uh, you know, uh, icing my wounds and licking my wounds at the same time. But the next day I was like, well, I'm surrounded by friends and family and I'm in Vegas and let's have a good time. And that's what I did the next day. And it kind of put me in that gear to, you know, hustle. And that's what I also did. I worked on many different aspects. I, you know, I did even as simple as like extra work. And I did, you know, some personal training things. And, you know, I set up uh, different aspects in regards to sponsors. And I was very lucky to have my sponsors that, you know, doubled down on me that because they believed on me. And the fact that one blemish on my mark, or maybe, God forbid, um, blemishes moving forward isn't the worst thing. Um, again, it's a lot different losing a close fight to Tiago uh, Santos like I did than getting knocked out. And, Beautiful thing with that is I won't be the one this Sunday having to worry about that. I will be doing the knocking out. What is the best part and the worst part of fight week? Um, I'd say the best part is obviously getting your hand raised and the further you kind of go by that. I, I think it was like Chael Sonnen where, uh, to quote him, it's that there's no happy moment uh, right when you win or lose. It's either a relief or dread on your shoulders um, in the sense that, your hand is either raised or it's not. And I've been lucky to have only taste defeat once. And I wouldn't even say lucky. I, I've, I've put myself in a position to only taste defeat once. And I think there were many things in regards to that night that kind of went astray, whether it was, you know, not getting my hair completely cor- uh, cornrowed and braid and uh, that kind of throwing me off. Um, or just the idea that I think I had, I thought in my mind I had two in the bank in some regards uh, in, in, when talking about my uh, rounds. And I think I, I, in some ways I kind of maybe eased off the pedal in the third. Um, in, the, in my last fight, moving, uh, moving forward, getting my hand. Uh, actually, no, you know what? Um, the last fight there was obviously some stressors uh, because you're fighting someone like Sam Alvey, who has now uh, on a four-fight win streak, which proves my tactic was a smart one. And the difference and why the difference between chess and checkers is a really a real thing. Um, I think uh, I was nervous going into the Sam fight uh, at some point, but once I you know went into the cage and did a little you know practice run a couple of hours before, and my feet touched the ground, I realized, hey, I love this, and you know this is a very real sport, and losing is a very real thing, but. I love it, and I wouldn't change a thing. With great risk comes great reward. So I think the worst thing will be the the waiting, 
Uh, the worst thing will be the, you know, patience is a virtue, unfortunately. But I usually like to be left to my devices, having ADD, squirrel. But um, again, and the best part will definitely be having my hand raised because I've tasted success, uh, uh, victory um, 12 professionally times and two times in the house. And I'm looking for a lucky 13. For those that don't know, uh, chess versus checkers, there's always that description that mixed martial arts uh, is human chess, uh, while others are like, that's a terrible analogy. I, I, I kind of like the analogy, but in terms of when you mention uh, this is chess, not checkers, uh, can you explain that for those that don't know? Yes. Well, checkers is a simpler game, uh, plain and simple. It's you're looking for one thing, moving forward, and then when you get to the end, moving backwards. Whereas chess, there's many different degrees in regards to it, plain and simple. Done. Simple. <laughs> uh, in terms of let's let's kind of move away from um, what's happening this week here. We'll probably touch on it uh, a little bit later. Uh, last Saturday, uh, UFC 208 went down. Lots of controversy. Uh, did you have a chance to watch the the prelims and the pay per view event itself? Yep. Yep. I watched the whole thing. Uh, let's, uh, you know, we don't have to go through the whole card because, uh, it'll take forever to dissect it and, and to just go through the different controversies. I do want to ask you though, uh, there were some judges scorecards where the 10, eight now is becoming more liberal, uh, where they're starting to use the 10, eight, some agreed with some of them. Some of them were like, that's not the 10, eight. Um, what did you think of some of the judging overall? Well, uh, again, the criticism that kind of rang through was that something like, uh, New York doesn't necessarily have the years of experience in regards to MMA judging, but that that criticism can be done overall in regards to commissions that usually back off or, or bank off of boxing, where jujitsu and wrestling, they don't quite understand. And they, they assume that punches and kicks um, in many ways are uh, more important. Uh, again, looking at a live example that I can explain, at no point do I think I got a 10-8 round in regards to Santos. Um, I pushed forward and no point did he drop me. I had the pressure. I was pushing him forward against the cage. Mind you, uh, did I not necessarily do enough to win that round? Obviously not because he definitely hit me, but at no point did I fall and no point did I, you know, falter. I pushed forward. And again, I think that a lot of that has to do with the inexperience of actual M- an MMA judge, whatever that means. He might only know jujitsu. He might only know boxing. And unfortunately, and I think we've talked about it, whether it's with uh, John McCarthy and stuff like that in regards to the, the tutorials that he teaches in regards to refs and I'm sure everything in between. Um, I think there's a real missing education in regards to that. Dustin Poirier in his fight versus Jim Miller, uh, I think it was the end of the first round and coming into the second round. He started sucking wind before the knee injury, in my opinion. And I was like, oh, my God, is he going to make it for 15 minutes? Because uh, obviously the memo that it was handed over to him that said, hey, do not brawl. Mixed martial arts. Let's be smart about this. He tossed it out the window and just was the diamond. He's Dustin Poirier, and he's a fighter by nature, and he's going to do whatever he has to do uh, in terms of winning a fight. Um I, I personally looked at that fight, Elias, and said, man, once again, this guy's just showing heart. The only way you're going to beat him is if you've got to knock him out cold. I know he's tired. For some reason, his, his gas tank isn't where he wants it to be at this very moment. Now he's got a knee injury or leg injury, and he's still pushing through. And then you got Jim Miller with the whole Lyme disease thing. I mean, those two guys put on a fantastic show, uh, especially a display of heart. But in terms of what you saw in that fight, what's your assessment? No, it was it was probably one of the best fights on the card. Uh, no doubt about that. And again, it shows you, like you said, heart. 
um, even with an injury like that, pushing forward. And that's what really separates people from a fighter and the ultimate fighter <laughs> in many ways. Glor Teixeira, uh, not happy with his own performance. Many people call that fight very boring. Uh, but I, I, I kind of give credit to Jared Cannonier for being able to survive underneath and constantly moving his hips. Uh, but to some, to most, it, it was a boring fight. I, I can understand that because there wasn't that much action. But you know, 30-26 on three scorecards says a lot uh, for Glor Teixeira, in my opinion. Oh, totally. And again, he had the most to lose in that fight, I think. Um, with his rankings, uh, with his mental state in regards to fighting, what would, what would happen if he, again, he got rocked. He almost lost that fight. Uh, if uh, his opponent actually, uh, you know, knew exactly how to pull the trigger, uh, he, it could have been a different story. So I, I totally understand. And you saw it. He switched to grappling. And speaking of guys who had everything to lose in their fight, Ronaldo Jacare Souza taking on Tim Boach. He had to put that ranking on the line. He had to put uh, the potential title shot one day on the line. Uh, and, and it's in your division. Um, your thoughts on, on Jacare's performance? Beautiful. Uh, it shows, again, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. And that mile is usually a limb. Um, I, I, oh, I, was, I was screaming at the TV when Boach threw that kick. I was just screaming, like, no, no, there's these things called takedowns. Are you not... The ground is lava. The ground is lava. Don't go there. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's why he was, I think, the minus 600 um, going into that. And he did what everyone expected. But, obviously, with uh, this sport being as real as it gets and anything can happen, we were all we kind of love the Cinderella story, and that's what Bosch would have been. When you look at a guy like Jacques Ray, Tim Boach, and, of course, Anderson Silva, Derek Brunson, these are all guys in your division higher than you in the rankings. When you look at them, do you start doing some mental homework and say, hey, one day I may have to fight that guy? Or is it one of those situations where it's like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it? Uh, both. Definitely both. Um, obviously, not looking past uh, my opponent. Um, in many ways, I want to make a statement against Caesar. I think... There are many different matchups. Uh, there are people that are winning and uh, losing that kind of, you know, everything kind of shuffles in the deck. And that's something I'm going to have to look after I get my hand raised. Um, I have a couple ideas of who I want to take on. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's just one of those things that, again, uh, there's ebb and flow in regards to everything, especially with someone like uh, Anderson Silva, who remained champion for so long. And once, you know, father time, no one can beat that. Um, in many ways, he uh, he kind of allowed this rebirth and this re-excitement in regards to my division. Did Anderson Silva win that fight versus Derek Brunson, in your opinion? I, I, I kind of look at it again. I think I, I think Derek did win, in it, from my from my recollection and my first initial um, uh, initial because I remember my first my original tee was going to be the end of an era i was assuming he lost uh albeit a close fight to some regards that i was going to say again an end of an era and but again <laughs> instead uh, because anything can happen with judging and why you never leave it in the hands of the judges uh i wrote instead it's it's the spider song <laughs> i still you know what i'm not gonna lie to you it's it, to me that saying even when they had it in the in, the, in vegas and the ultimate fighter never leave it in the hand of the judges i think that's so that's just BS because 
for a fighter, you're supposed to just do your job and yeah. try and win. But sometimes you face an opponent that's able to neutralize you, uh, or or just you just can't win. Neither guy or girl can defeat the other, and it has to go 15 minutes or 25 minutes. And you should be allowed to say, you know what? There are competent people. There are three competent people outside of this cage or ring that can determine who won this fight. And, and I, it drives me nuts when I hear uh, to this day commentators, media, uh, fighters, fans. Never leave it in the hands of the judges, and it's a hor- it's, it's just because it's happened for so long over the years that we people don't trust judges. When in reality, is we should always we should be allowed to trust judges, but we can't. Yes, yes, okay. There you go. There's where I think you saved. It. I was going to disagree with you, and I'm like, but what did we just talk about? Uh, the controversy. What <laughs> What did we just talk about? Um, in a perfect world, yes, yes, in a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world. So the best thing you can do is have dominant, uh, even if you don't finish, have dominant, again, win. Um, whether that's a finish or just beating the, your opponent to a pulp uh, for three rounds and, you know, chess, not checkers, um, the whole time and just outsmarting them. And example, um, something like, uh, again, my other, my last fight that I'm coming off of was exactly that, chess, not checkers. and. I took it in the hands of the judges, but at no point could anyone say, oh, yeah, Sam won that fight. No, he didn't show up. And it was awkward in times. Um, And, again, he wanted me to just run into him. And now that he's on a four-fight win streak and going on a fifth fight, you can understand why I didn't want to do that. A lot of knockouts there. Um, And, again, I trust my chin. We all saw what I can take in regards to uh, punishment against Tiago Santos, but not a good look. (laughs) <laughs> okay um main event speaking of not a good look right here hey. right hey. here it's right here the main event right here there what it about, is what about the main event per plus shameless plug the original two on one are you taking your hair out right now you no, no, old no. shake all right i uh, don't take out the hair for free the, <laughs> the m wow the m i n event not main yes. event but yes. main event does that make sense yes. uh germaine durandamy gdr defeats holly Holm, but made no fans in my opinion, in the process because of, A, the two shots after the horn, uh, and, of course, what she said afterwards, and then she said she's got to get hand surgery. Uh, first, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Things first. Um, oh. I, I want to talk about Holly Holm for a moment. Oh, you know, it's, it's not the matter of how the mighty have fallen after she defeated, you know, Ronda Rousey by head kick. And then, you know, she's on three straight losses. I mean, she's tough as nails in my opinion, but three straight losses. That's the that's the name of the game, man. Um, momentum, confidence, uh, streaks. Everyone loses except for John Jones. Well, he loses to himself, but it's neither here nor there. Um, what I would be saying is, yeah, it's it's a tough business, the fight business. It's the way she goes. Ronda Rousey, the greatest of all time. Er, um, again, uh, which shows why someone like George Saint Pierre. Walking off into the sunset is a very great thing. Although rumors have it that he's close to signing something. Digress. 
the point being with Holly, again, a fall from grace, yes, indeed. Um, I think this one, a record, it's a little different. This one, obviously, there's an asterisk to it in regards to uh, what Jermaine did. Uh, But to her defense, refs. Uh, I learned in my third fight uh, in the score fighting series when I against Eric Halberman Herbert, Eric Herbert. Um, so, and I think it was the first or second fight. I'm smashing him, and I'm I'm ready to get this finished. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I can see the poor guy, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll slow down a little bit, and then you know the ref's gonna stop this anyways. And the ref didn't stop it, so I had a unanimous decision. And at that point, I realized it's the ref's job to stop it, and that includes the, the bell. Uh, in the heat of the moment, especially when you get head kicked to death and there's e- a little bit of ego, a little bit of that, you know, the resulting in that monkey brain of ours where it's like, ah, I need to get my piece off and I need to finish hard. So ref, ref. Cool. But, but the, 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 the point where I will criticize her, her talking about her hand um, in many ways, you know, you could say later, you could, at that point it would have been a lot better if she said, I will take all comers. Uh, what's called the Chris Cyborg wants me. Look who has the belt, not you, me, or something like that. Like that's how you hype it. That's how you get a piece, like a, a wicked uh, c- a tape cut, ready for your eventual fight with uh, Chris Cyborg. And then you know, a week later, ah, uh, you know what? Went to the doctors. I need surgery. Oopsie. And again, uh, also for your insurance purposes in regards to uh, talking about a surgery that you had a pre-existing thing. Talking about it then might get something in regards to trouble in regards to that. So it's just not not a not a smart thing. I would say I don't know. My hand hurts. I hit some again. If you're gonna say my hand hurts now that I've punched someone so many times, yes, that's a little different. Um, versus you know what? I came with this pre-existing injury and I lied about my medicals. Um, you know, oops. But you know, it's the way she goes. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I I I cannot disagree with anything you just said. I mean, that is so true. And um, I'm, I'm not mistaken, you tweeted out something to Cain Velasquez about a shoulder injury yes. or something like that? Well, yeah. What was that I, about? You do it afterwards. Like, there, there, again, I understand uh, when he was trying to unveil the um, – it was talking to a larger point and the idea that we, in many ways, are broken toys. Uh, even though I'm 100% – uh, going into this cage, no one's really a hundred percent. You don't think something hurts here and there. Um, you don't think it sucks getting out of bed, waiting, cut, cut weight, uh, cutting weight. See, I don't even have a proper brain, and it's, it's all empty space right now. Thirty uh, percent of my weight's coming from my hair and my head. Um, but uh, no, the the, the greater point, uh, he got caught in the heat of the moment, obviously, in the sense of trying to say, "Listen, uh, MMA is a hard sport." We need these certain, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, protocols or associations, blah, 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 uh, put into place to have the fighter's best interest. But, uh, you know, uh, the UFC has insurance. And, again, if you're going to go in to um, – if you're going to go into a fight, uh, you want to wait till you're in the cage before you announce that you shouldn't be in the cage. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I'm really trying not to laugh, ladies and gentlemen. But Elias Theodoro, Sean Pearson, Sean Ross Sapp, so many of my other guests that come on to this 
Plus continue to say the same thing, uh, and not just about Cain Velasquez, but about many of, of the, the, the words used by certain fighters. There's insurance that you just mess up, man. There's just so many things that you just just do what you need to do to fight and, and, and don't open your mouth as much until you need to. And timing is everything. You, you talk about checkers and chess. It's even when you're not competing. It's when you're just, the microphone's in your face. Doesn't mean you got to say it a lot. Get just, through. Yep. Right? You could have uh, talked about past injuries. Again, I understand you got caught up in the moment. You could say, I've had many surgeries. And who knows what's going to happen moving forward. Like, again, like, it's just – and and it was the overall, uh, you know, lack of preparation, I think, in regards to the, the meeting slash announcement in general. Um, whether you can talk about the criticism of having uh, – what's his face is – part of the face of it. Um, and then also just the overall message on what each fighter was probably trying to accomplish. Uh, Sunday, uh, I think you're busy. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, I think you're busy. I think you're fighting in Halifax. Let's talk about uh, the event you'll be competing in in Halifax. Uh, a certain Eamon Zahabi will be competing at 135 pounds against a very tough Reginaldo Vieira. Have you seen Eamon compete train sorry train uh while you were at tristar of course every day no uh, again he is uh i would say lives up to the hype obviously uh having the name uh behind him uh it's an amazing opportunity um he's working hard let's not let's not take anything away from him he's worked very hard to get where he is but in many ways, he is where he is because of his last name. And he will have the opportunity to prove that he's more than just a name. Um, and again, it's a tough task that's ahead of him. And I think he's ready. I, I think he is um, mentally, physically, and emotionally ready for where he needs to be. Fighting has been ingrained in regards to his life for many years. And um, he wants to be at the highest level. And I think he has the opportunity. Um, and you know, even with only six fights, uh, there are many other fighters who have gotten the opportunity who deserve it less than him. I would say, um, well, no, I, I don't want to besmirch anyone. I'll take that back. Um, I would say that what I'm, what the greater point is that I'm trying to say is he is there obviously because he's undefeated. I think he's six and zero, if I remember correctly. Um, he Deserves to be in the UFC, I believe. Um, not only based on his record, but what I've seen in the gym. And he gets the the, the chance to prove it uh, Sunday. Randa Marcos, fellow Canadian. She'll be competing against Carlos Barza, the queen of this division. Um, this is... An interesting fight on two different fronts because Carlos Sparza, in my opinion, if she ever wants to get back to that title, cannot lose any any more fights. Again, it almost feels that way. And, and then, you know, there's a bit of pressure on Randa to continue uh, doing what she needs to do to remain relevant at 125 pounds. I like this fight, but man, are they both feeling a lot of pressure heading into this one? 100%. Uh, 100%. Like you said, Carla, um, she was the inaugural champ um, and has had stumbles uh, going forward. Um, and... Randa, I think, um, in many ways, again, the same idea, hot and cold. And sometimes she wins, sometimes she hasn't. Um, but I, I wouldn't put it past her in regards to showing up. Uh, she's a game. She's game. She's a game opponent. She is a fighter through and through. And uh, obviously, I'm going to be cheering my Canadian soul sister. 
Uh, Alex Ricci, uh, by My the sound, yeah, by the sounds of it, uh, and for those that missed yesterday's podcast, uh, Alex Ricci, we are at, and if Alex is watching, we're, I think we're at five or six veal sandwiches that we're supposed to have, because we're supposed to have a veal sandwich after every one of his meals, because that's the only thing that I'll cheat on on my diet, uh, is a veal sandwich, hot peppers, California sandwiches. Have you been? I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Have you been to California sandwiches? Uh, I've been in the past, yeah, for sure, I've been there. Any place that you order a sandwich and they give you a stack of napkins, you know. You know it's a fantastic sandwich. Um, Alex Ricci, uh, I think he's on the main card. He's taking on Paul Felder, which will not be an easy task uh, for Alessandro. But he's been training in Cali. He's been doing his thing in Cali. He's been doing a lot of work. I thought it was Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Vegas. Ah, Keeping you honest. West Coast. Yeah, same, same. Same, same. Uh, it's not going to be an easy fight because Paul Felder no. brings it, man. It's going to be fantastic if you ask me. No, 100%. Uh, I'm actually buddies with both. Uh, obviously, I have a relationship and I have a history with Alex. And um, it's never good seeing friends uh, going in there. Um, but at the same time, I think Alex has all the tools. Uh, they obviously have similar styles and similar, um, uh, what do you call it, strengths. And it's going to be really a game of whoever imposes their will. Um, I, Alex obviously didn't impose his will in his last fight and his entry into the UFC, but he has a, another opportunity to do that. And with Paul, um, I think again, uh, he is, he is very skilled in regards to his, uh, technique, uh, very skilled and very dangerous, uh, in that in fact, but even with my conversations, he and I went to, uh, Belfast, um, together, uh, well not together. We met up in Belfast uh, we were both the guest fighters for that uh, event. But the, the important thing I was going to say, even he talked about, he needs, he moving forward. He said he wanted to have, you know, let fall, he wanted to fall less under the, once everyone gets hit, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the face or everyone, you know, Mike Tyson's legendary thing or whatever like that. But uh, he, he's doing all the right things in his own regards. Uh, working with Mark Henry, I believe, or no Duke Rufus. I think he's worked with Mark Henry since the past. I think he's at uh, Duke Rufus's for this camp, um, which is a, a great, obviously, uh, one of the top camps out there. And he, I, 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 from what I've seen on his feed, along with Alex's, uh, they're both doing the right thing. So these are two tough individuals, similar in regards to their um, styles, um, similar in regards to their ability, um, are entering in. And it's going to be a real game, a real chess match, if we're going to talk about a theme. Of who's going to impose their will? Hundred percent. When you these, when you get this these types of styles uh, against one another, it is all about. Uh, and we could talk about imposing your will all the time in every single fight because that's what you're supposed to do. Heck, you can make that an, an analysis when it comes to hockey, soccer, football, baseball. It doesn't matter. Well, not baseball as much, but. Um, no, well, it's it's just one of those things where you know if if you impose your will, they're working at your heart rate, your heartbeat, exactly. your speed. Big trouble. Um, uh, Sarah McMahon taking on Gina Mazzani. I, I, you know, I like the fight. Uh, I'll skip through that one there. Uh, Elias Theodoro, not sure if you're aware of his style. He's taking on Cesar Ferreira. Hate that, that guy. That's a fight that I'm not too sure if I'll be paying much attention to, only because you know there's only so much stress I can personally take as a human <laughs> you being. You and my mom, both you and my mom. <laughs> it's not fair, man. It's not fair. So I, I'll, I'll determine. I'll, I'll make a, a judgment and assessment. But first uh, round. <laughs> Not even the first round, man. I, I, it, whenever you fight, I just sit there and I'm like, I don't know. Okay, he's getting introduced. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I'm like, I don't know. I got to figure this out. I don't know if I can watch this right now. But we'll don't see. Worry, I'll, I'll, I'll end up watching. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Your Valentine will be fine. 
All right, Sam Cecilia is taking on Gavin Tucker. All the pressures on Sam Cecilia in this fight, man. He cannot lose his fight, and Gavin Tucker is a tough S O B. Definitely, definitely. Um, I was I've trained with uh, Gavin out in tri, uh, TriStar. Um, I know him from his uh, again. He's the hometown. He's the hometown favorite. I, I know him through there when I again I competed in uh, double or E F S E C C. There you go. So many acronyms. Um, but, uh, again, he has his moment. He has pressure too. He's going to be coming in at the hometown. Uh, he's got to have a lot of fans, half the people. There's a reason why he's on the, the main card in his debut. Um, because they want, again, they want to push that, that hometown and ticket sales, um, plain and simple. But at the same time, this is a good fight and a great opportunity for both. Um, obviously, uh, Cecilia, he needs to win. Um, and Gavin needs to, wants to, uh, more importantly, start off on the right side, on the right foot. But with all, res- all due respect to Gavin, uh, these fights should have been flipped. You should have been at least in the co-main event and or third from the top. Understandably so. Understand what the Aren't I the third on the top? That's how they meet? Is that what, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because what I'm looking at right now has you at number four. Uh, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's right. I think you should be number three. I understand. Listen, co-main event, Johnny Hendricks, Hector Lombard. I understand that for television yep. purposes in the States. Yep. Uh, I get that. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about that fight. Johnny Hendricks uh, and Hector Lombard in your division, 185 pounds now. Well, I guess by default they are in my division. But um, uh, what's it called? No, uh, it's a it's a good fight. I think it's a great fight. Um, but uh, in many ways, I think both fighters could be fighting for their job. Um, uh, I think what Hendricks on Owen four now, um, and you have Hector who is maybe won one of his last four, albeit exciting fights. Um, it's a very interesting thing, especially with the new ownership. What that works out, and I don't know what as being a former champion with. Um, Hector Lombard, I don't know what his pay scale is. Um, can they justify paying him something like two hundred thousand uh, dollars? A win, a win, uh, a win will obviously on either people, on either fighter will uh, allow them to be safe. But you got to think that we talked about pressure uh, beforehand. I think these two have the most pressure going into this fight. You think so? Compared to everyone else in this car, these two got the yeah. You know what? It, that's that's a. That's pretty valid, yeah. I mean, Sam Cecilia's got a lot on him as well. Uh, these two guys, yeah, neither one. I mean, if I think there's more pressure on Johnny Hendricks. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, he 100%. cannot afford to lose this at all, even though he is moving up to this division now, uh, like you said, by default. Uh, Hector Lombard is on a different, sort of different. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of pressure uh, for a lot of fighters on this card here. Um, main event. Dirk right Lewis. here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, Travis Brown, Derek Lewis, uh, heavyweight tilt could end the evening off with Ooh, a massive bang or bang. It could be a bad 15 minutes or 25 minutes. Ooh, ooh yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, no, again, I, I would say of the two, obviously the pressure would be on Travis Brown. Um, I think, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, his relationship with Ronda Rousey, everyone's giving him pressure. Uh, he had to move, cha- he had to change camps, whether by its, by a need or even if it's public perception, um, he needed to do something. Uh, I think he did the right thing by going to something like Black House or whatever like that, getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, one of my coaches, Chad Pearson, always says comfort um, debilitates uh, performance. And I think um, in many ways he was comfortable being in a safe zone. And uh, now he's taking the steps to get out of there. And the beast is a beast for a reason. 
Um, he can finish a fight even in the most unathletic stances. Like he's knocked people out in the most unathletic stances. I'm the, like, ugh, ugh. you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's another uh, OSP moment where I'm like going backwards. So I knocked you out. Like it's again, every punch is the Midas punch with this guy. So uh, don't blink or, Oh, <laughs> that's what this option is. And I, again, I think the stylistically, um, Travis is the more well-rounded fighter, uh, to me at least. Um, I think, uh, but th- that's more the Travis of old, and that's what he needs to harness going into this fight. When you look at the potential victory for Travis Brown, and yes, he did leave a camp that many people have been criticizing for a very long time. What do you think people potentially might say if Travis does emerge victorious, other than "told you so"? Ah. Uh, yeah, but you know, pardon my French. I'm in Montreal, but fuck the naysayers. Again, it's it's him. It's him in the cage, not anyone else. Um, he's still again. I have nothing but respect to anyone that steps in the cage. Uh, my fellow brothers and sisters. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Again, a performance, a good performance, puts him in the right position um, and puts him in the step and stops the hype of a very hyped fighter at this moment. Travis Brown took a shot at me uh, on my uh, Instagram when I posted the picture of Wine Wednesday, uh, and he said, hey, showdown, cute selfie, uh, hashtag beware the single leg. And he's referring to a situation where I think we were in Denver, and some Canadian fans had seen me and were asking me for a picture uh, and to sign some autographs. And I absolutely, why not? I'm in Denver. I didn't think I'd be recognized in Denver. And before you know it, I'm in the air. I'm above ground. And I have no idea what's going on. And it's Travis Brown who basically picked me up literally like I was a toy. A toy. Oh, yeah. Picked me up. So since And then two months later, we're in Las Vegas, uh, UFC Central. We're covering a UFC event. And we decide to go to um, uh, an amazing sushi place right behind the Hard Rock. I think it's where it's located. And we're waiting to be seated. And before you know it, I'm staring at lights. And I almost have those... Asian lights hitting me in the head, and lo and behold, it's Travis Brown again. Now, Travis Brown consistently is threatening me. Uh, I don't know if I need to take legal action. Uh, if I can procure your services, maybe we can both you and I take him out and, and hurt him. But, you know, it, it, he's a guy that's constantly taking shots at me. And yet, when, when we see each other, he wants to hang out. I, I, I'm confused. I'm, I'm conflicted right now. Emotionally, it seems that you are. He's getting mixed with signals. He wants to hang out. He's ready to throw you around like a rag doll. He looks at you as his toy. Uh, I'm sorry. You're unfortunately his puppy. You're, he's a puppy, a very large, he's a Doberman of sorts. Uh, and uh, he's just grabbing his toy and throwing you around. Um, Unfortunately, we are not in the same weight class, so I can't really help you in any way, shape, or form. I I got your back, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Uh, but again, you never want a Greek behind you. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> not going there. But in all seriousness, have you ever had uh, a chance to actually sit down and hang out with with a guy like Travis Brown, who by far uh, he's a very intellectual dude. People don't believe that or understand that. Uh, he's a father, very very smart guy. But man, has he got some wit? And you know, he's just a big dude. Whatever he says, you're going to listen. Yeah. No, I met him actually in uh, Halifax. The last time I was there, he was the guest fighter. So um, no. Nothing, nothing but nice things to say about him. And again, uh, obviously, some he's gotten some heat here and there. But uh, you know, like I said, fuck the naysayers, and he gets to go into the cage uh, and leave Porcho alone. That's what I'm going to say. 
leave Porsche alone. I told him, uh, and, and you can repeat this to him, and you can attempt it as well. I said, you can try and single leg me as much as you want, but once I get underhooks in, bro, it ain't going to happen. And one mm. time he's like, no, I've said it before. I did put in the underhook. And I drove that underhook in only to be lifted up in the air. Exactly. <laughs> like a piece of paper. That's why they have weight classes. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That is the perfect example for <laughs> yours truly. And for anyone that thinks, oh, this wrestler, this guy, this 185 or 205 pounder or heavyweight, he can't take me down. A good underhook. And I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a stellar wrestler by any stretch of the imagination, but I had that underhook as hard and as deep as I possibly could. Hey, forever. Nothing. That's what I'm going to say. A for effort. A for effort. Have you ever trained with someone uh, heavyweight-wise where you're like, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. This is not fair. No. Uh, what's it called? But again, uh, what's it called? I, get up to, I can get up to 230 myself, so I'm a big boy. Um, uh, there's a, there's a, a certain aspect. Who, who has, well, one of the people that, uh, again, not even um, in regards to uh, – one of, the, one of the guys that I train with, uh, Corey Jarvis, he's an Olympian, placed sixth, I think, in this recent uh, Olympics. He's a Pan Am champ. He's um, uh, no, he, Pan Am champ? Pan Am champ. Commonwealth champ, Pan Am silver. There you go. Again, the brain. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? And he's 260 pounds heavyweight. Wow. So, yeah, that's who I deal with when I go to Guelph Wrestling. And uh, – Again, you can last around with him. You can get if you can get uh, work on him. Uh, I don't care what Caesar is bringing at me. He ain't no two hundred sixty pound Olympian. All right, we're gonna wrap this up before we let you go. Uh, a, I want to wish you the best of luck on behalf of all yeah. the viewers that are tuned in right now and tuning in afterwards. The best of luck uh, on Sunday night. We're looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to it because I'm going to be stressed. <laughs> but that's just me being greedy again. You're looking um, forward to me doing this. All right. Yes. Uh, any final words for the peeps that are watching right now? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for the support. Uh, I'm looking forward to showing everyone what I've been working so hard on. Um, obviously, uh, there's a, still a bit of a process in regards to the weight cut. But like I mentioned, thankfully, I have uh, great sponsors in my back pocket, in my corner, um, whether it's HPN, whether it's uh, Fuel Foods or Mild Detox. And obviously, the main event, Kurt, is ready to perform. There you have, ladies and gentlemen, Elias Theodore. Make sure you follow him on social media. He'll probably post some pics and some great tweets leading up to his fight on Sunday at Elias Theodore. You can follow yours truly at Showdown Joe. If all goes well tomorrow night, it will be another it'll be a UFC veteran, a welterweight, Sean Pearson, joining me tomorrow. And as you know, Sean Pearson, make sure if your kids are watching, you put the earmuffs on because it could get ugly. Follow yours truly at Showdown Joe and, of course, at Fightful MMA on social media, FightfulMMA.com for all your mixed martial arts news. Thank you very much for tuning in live. And to those that are watching later on, don't forget, we can always be caught on iTunes and Stitcher. But thanks again. Wishing you all the very best Tuesday. See you guys tomorrow. Hi, Mom. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.